7.06, Monday night. That can mean only one thing. The Employment Hour is back on for the first time uh, during this work week. Again, Wednesday at 7 o'clock, of course, we are here. We got uh, Dave Vaughn here from the firm, colleague of yours, of course, doing the Monday nights, and we will be doing the same thing we do on Wednesday and every Monday. That is taking your calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You have concerns about employment. You've been let go. you got a severance package in front of you. You just want to know. Maybe you feel like it's coming down sometime in the near future. You have questions or if you have a family member or a friend who's going through this, take all the calls. Dave's here to answer every one of them now at that phone number until uh, 8 o'clock. So bring them on. We got uh, we got open lines. We always start with the week, uh, with the week that was. Uh, Dave, what do you got going on? Yeah, pretty uh, pretty interesting week, uh, John. A couple uh, cases I'd like to discuss. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, uh, I settled a case at mediation last week involving a construction employee. Um so when this employee's uh, employment was terminated, his employer actually told him that he wasn't entitled to any severance pay. Shocking. Yeah, because he's a uh, construction employee. Right. He asked a few friends, uh, looked online, and uh, it seemed to confirm it's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, he's not entitled to severance pay. Um, well, it's true that a construction employees are they're not entitled to termination pay and severance pay under the Employment Standards Act. Right. Um, that does not apply to uh, their common law severance pay entitlements. So the, the short answer to his uh, question was, uh, absolutely, you're entitled to severance pay under the common law. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, his employer took the, you know, took the position that, no, you're a construction employee, you don't get anything. Yep, totally. Um, but once we got to a mediation, um, you know, we, we had the case law on our side. and uh, They, they were eventually- yeah, exactly, and yeah. they uh, they eventually settled for Good a uh, fair severance package. Imagine so. if you didn't look around. Imagine if you didn't get the advice and and hook up with you guys. Yeah, right? that's the lesson here is uh, you know just because your employer tells you you're not entitled to something does not mean it's true, right? So right. Uh, you should look into it and uh, you should uh, you know seek some uh, legal advice. Cool. What else? Uh, another one uh, we had was. Uh, Spoke with a, uh, an individual who was actually offered a, a fair severance package. Uh, this was a, a four-year employee, late 30s sales rep, mm-hmm. who was offered six months. So it seems wow. fair. Looks okay. like a reasonable offer. But? But then we look into it, it's only the base salary. Um, and this employee was paid 50% base salary, 50% commission. So it's a huge difference in terms of the uh, yeah. what they should get and what their compensation package is. Um, and then when, uh, when when she spoke with her employer about this, the employer told her, oh, we have this policy that says you only get base salary upon termination. Okay. Uh, she had never seen the policy, never not. signed the policy. Um, I believe it was just on the computer, um, a, a policy they could point to. So um, we, uh, we contacted the company and, and did say, you know, it, it's a reasonable offer, but it needs to be a full offer. It needs to be a complete severance yeah. package based on full compensation. Um, so... Uh, we were able to negotiate uh, a full severance package for her, and uh, that is one thing to be to be uh, wary of. Is uh, it could look like a reasonable offer uh, on the face of it, but it could be a hollow offer, and that mm-hmm. it may not include pension, commissions, bonus, benefits, or These car are, allowance, or anything else the salespeople might get. Right? That's right. So uh, it's yeah. important to look into that and and make sure I'm getting every all aspects of my compensation package during the notice period. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. Joe and Maple opening. Call. How are you, Joe? Good. How are you? Good, pal. What's going on? You got a question for David? Go ahead. Yeah, I do. I got a brother of mine. Um, okay, so basically, a definition of a constructive dismissal, right? He's been working for the same company for the last twenty years, and he's been with the uh, same ship, uh, which is uh, a Monday to Friday, a day shift position for uh, um, uh, with weekends off. And now uh, he's looking at there's some restructuring going on, and um, he's looking at. Then he's thrown on a back shift, uh, like a midnight shift, 
uh, and he's brought up this constructive dismissal. Now, what is the definition of that exactly, and is that, does that apply to this situation? Good call. A great question. So a constructive dismissal occurs whenever an employer makes um, significant changes to the terms of employment. Um, it can be compensation. That's the classic one. So we're reducing your pay by, you know, 20 percent. Um, we're taking away your bonus or your commissions. Um, we're changing your uh, your position. We're demoting you. Um, and in your brother's situation is another classic example of a constructive dismissal, uh, changing the hours of work, changing the schedule. Drastically. Drastically. Right? That's yeah. huge. So is it, uh, Joe, is that correct? It's going from a, a day shift uh, t- to a midnight shift? a midnight shift or a possible rotating shift or a possible uh, uh, rush day change like uh, uh, four on, three right. off or something different. Very drastic from what he's been doing for the last 20 years. Yeah, that's a, a that's classic constructive dismissal. Uh, and he's been there for 20 years? 20 years, yeah. And how old is he? He's uh, 46. 46, okay. And what type of position does he have? It's a salary position. It's a, it's a management position. So he could get as much as 24 months of, uh, of severance pay. So um, it's definitely uh, definitely sounds like a constructive dismissal. Um, well, if he was proposed that, what, is, what does he say at that point? So, sorry, he was proposed to, to no, take... let's say he gets proposed. Uh, let's say his, his manager comes up to him or his boss comes up to him and says, listen, we're going to change your shift, change your hours of work, do whatever, right? Yeah. And, and uh, uh, what does he say at that point? At that point, he should tell them that he can't accept that change, that he's been uh, on this schedule for 20 years. Um, you know, that's, that's his schedule. He's not, gonna, he's not willing to accept the change. Um, if, there, if it causes issues in terms of family issues or things like that, he should also highlight that uh, just to emphasize the, the human nature of it and, and the impact it's having on him, right? Um, and he should uh, basically make it clear that he's not accepting it. At that point... Um, they, they're either going to tell, tell him he has to take it, yeah. or they'll say, you know, we're we're going to consider you to have resigned if you don't take it. So, and if you get any more backlash at that point, you know this number, Joe. You want to call? Keep this one with you in case one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. More of your phone calls coming up. We got open lines four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. The employment hour just getting warmed up on a Monday night. Talk Radio, AM 640. 7.15, your Monday evening, Monday and Wednesday evening here. 7 o'clock, the Employment Hour. David Vaughn from The Firm is taking all your calls tonight. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell till, uh, till 8 o'clock. So bring them on. Love to talk to you. we got lots of, uh, lots of open lines. Talking about employee discipline. First one, right out of the gate, I'll ask you this. When is it appropriate or is it for an employer to discipline an employee? Any time an employee is breaking the employer's rules, policies, procedures, uh, having performance issues, mm-hmm. um, the employer can discipline the employee. Yeah? Yeah. So why is it so important? It is, it's important because we've talked about this on the show many times, how difficult it is to establish just cause. Right. Right? So if you're an employer and you do want to um, you know, eventually terminate someone's employment for just cause because there are performance issues... Right. Uh, or at least be prepared to do that, to terminate for just cause, you need to have written discipline on file, on record. Right. You can't just... Uh, you Pull know, the trigger, you're out, done. You're out, yeah. yeah. I've told you about this in the past. You want it written, uh, right. you want it on, on file, you want it uh, a formal uh, disciplinary letter, um, and usually a number of different uh, letters uh, over a, a reasonable amount of time. Uh, you don't want to give the person uh, 
a different disciplinary measure uh, or, or letter each week and say right. you need to improve, you need to improve. Uh, give the give the person, especially if it's performance, uh, some time to improve their performance. So what else should be written in that letter? Or that letter, once you start giving those down one or more or a series of, what should be in those? What should be outlined in those letters? In terms of what should be written, you'd, you're going to want to identify the misconduct okay. um, or the, the problem, the performance uh, issues. You're going to want to clarify um, any misunderstandings maybe the employee is having. Um, you're going to want to uh, explain to the employee um, what they're doing um, that's wrong and how they can improve that. And usually you should provide some type of opportunity um, for them to improve their behavior and even some assistance, uh, okay. especially if it's job performance. Right. Um, talk to the employee and outline how they can improve uh, their behavior. How many times should you be doing that? It's tough to say, right. you know, you know, five times, six times, uh, an exact uh, number. And it really does depend on the, uh, the seriousness of it, right. of the allegations, right? Um, I mean, there's some, uh, we always talk about having uh, progressive discipline, so a number of different warnings on file. But um, if it's serious misconduct, uh, something like violence, um, theft, uh, assault, breach of trust. That's just d- dismissal right away, right? That's not even discipline at that's that point, right? Yeah, right? you'd be making a mistake if you gave uh, started giving minor uh, warning letters for someone who uh, was, was beating people up in the office. Yeah, don't do it again, not. Jim. We don't like around here, right? Yeah, we frown upon that sort of thing. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's probably not the approach to take there. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sell. Uh, different types of, or at least measures that are available to employers. And, and I should say we're doing this because a couple of weeks ago you and I were on the show yeah. and we had a call that was pretty cool. I said, "You, you guys defend or at least talk about employees so much. How about take it from the employer's side?" Now most things go both ways. You can depending on which way of the of the desk you're sitting on. But for the purpose of this particular topic, it's from the employer standpoint. So, uh, what other ways uh, can you go about issuing that discipline? So. Discipline, uh, unless it's one of those serious uh, incidents mm-hmm. of misconduct, uh, you should start with a warning letter. Um, Always got to be written. It, it should be written. You can speak to the person first right. and explain what they did with, that, that was okay. wrong, uh, tell them how to improve, but uh, you should always follow it up with a letter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the, basically the, 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 the first type of discipline, just okay. a warning letter. Uh, the next would be some type of a paid suspension, and usually you would do that if there's uh, been a number of incidents of misconduct and they can't improve their behavior, they haven't improved. Uh, a paid suspension may also be uh, justified in a situation where it's serious misconduct, but maybe doesn't. Uh, it's not cause okay. for termination, um, and it doesn't breach you know the the trust uh, relationship mm-hmm. uh, that's necessary there. Um, you can do a disciplinary demotion is another type of measure you can take where you actually demote someone um, because of their their performance. Uh, or, or their misconduct. And then the last one would be a just cause termination. Right. That's right out the door. So we're going to talk about what you do as an employee if any of the things are levied against you. We'll talk to that in here in, uh, in just a, a couple of moments here. 724, Monday night, we're here. Yeah, open <clears throat> phone lines wide open. Give us a call. David's here, a uh, colleague of Lior, of course, from the firm, answering your questions as we continue to talk about to employee discipline this hour and the points uh, all underneath that. You want to get a hold of us, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Haven't mentioned the severance pay calculator as well. You want to go on to severancepaycalculator.com. You want to figure out what you're really owed. Not when you make that mistaken phone call to the ministry. No, what you're really owed. You can go there, uh, use that, type in some simple data, and look at the number that comes out the bottom end. And right there, that's uh, what your severance should be if ever offered a package. That would be the correct number. You want to get a hold of the firm after that, you can click the button at the bottom and get in touch with Lior uh, from that point. Yeah, talking about employee discipline here. So at what point can the employer say, all right, enough is enough. You're out of here. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's very fact specific and uh, really depends right. on the situation as we've uh, discussed. Um, for serious misconduct. Uh, such as theft, sexual assault, violence, things like that. Um, it's probably legitimate to terminate uh, right away with that for cause, uh, without warnings, uh, as we spoke about earlier. Uh, these types of situations are somewhat rare in terms of the overall scheme of things. Right. Um, the more common uh, issues we deal with are rule violations, uh, maybe people being late for work, um, taking too long of a lunch break, performance issues, uh, things like that. Uh, in those cases... Um, if the employer can establish that they've disciplined the employee on a number of different occasions, and it can't just be one or two, it needs to be, uh, again, it's tough to uh, uh, pick one number, but it has to be several different occasions, right. uh, provided the employee with a reasonable amount of time to improve, um, identified the issues and how they need to improve. Um, if the issues still persist, uh, persist there's no improvement, um, that could be enough to establish just cause, but it is very difficult to establish cause unless it's for serious misconduct. So the law really, in that, in that regards, on the side of the employee. It is, really. And, that, and that's why, from the employer's perspective, it's so important to, uh, to write down the uh, or, or put the discipline in writing and make sure you, uh, you do everything by the book. Due diligence, really, yes. on the employer's part. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Hey, Bill, how are you, pal? I'm all right. How about you? Excellent. You got a question for David? Go ahead. Yes. Um, I worked as a grocery store clerk, and um, uh, my employer came out you know, on the floor when I was working, and um, he started yelling at me, and he was being sarcastic. And anyway, uh, the long and short of it was, I addressed this with him, and uh, I said to him, um, that I was not all right with his behavior, and I gave him my notice to back up that fact. What notice, Bill? My two weeks. Okay, so you resigned. Basically, I guess I did. When did this happen? Uh, This happened back in uh, July uh, 29th of 15. Of 2015? Yeah. Okay. Now, was this a manager or or a supervisor or another... It's the manager and owner. Okay, so it was the owner. So it's not like you could have spoken with uh, human resources about it or... No. Okay. Um, and was that the first time this happened? Uh, yes, basically. Okay, and what was what did he, he say to you? Well, initially, or yes. are you... Okay, like, my question is, when I addressed this with him and mm-hmm. I gave him my notice... He told me that if I felt that way, to get the hell out of his store. Okay. He screamed this at me in the middle of the store. Okay. And uh, he embarrassed me. That sounds awful. Yeah, so what does it he was. Do? And uh, he ended up, he did that three times, basically. Okay. So it sounds like it was happening over a course of time. Um, it, it sounds like it was uh, a legitimate um, harassment you were enduring from uh, from your manager. Um, and what makes it worse is there's no one to go to about it, right? That's right. Like, um, there's no union, there's nothing. Right, and there's no human resources. It's not like it's a supervisor, then you can go to your manager or, or human resources. This is, this is the person you go to right. for, for help. So um, harassment such as you uh, went through, that could constitute constructive dismissal. Um, That's what I was wondering about. That's why I was calling. Good. Yeah, Smart it could call. have. And uh, in that case, the resignation would be viewed as, a, you know, it wasn't a true resignation. It was a termination, a constructive termination, because you had no choice um, okay. but to resign because you had to, what else are you going to do? 
Well, um, this was it. Yeah. You know, by him yelling at me, saying that if you feel that way, you can get the hell out of my store. Right. And, and that could even be uh, viewed as a termination itself by, by saying, you know. Now, July 2015, he's a year and a half in. He's still got time. You still have time, Kind of close, right? Um, yeah, yeah. How long did you work there, Bill? I worked there uh, over 11 years. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Um, and how old are you? Um, I'm in my 50s. Okay. So in terms of severance pay, it could be, you know, 12 months. Wow. Okay. So yeah. definitely uh, yeah. give us a call because uh, you shouldn't let that uh, let that go because it does sound like it was a termination. Your own severance pay. Okay. Now the other thing is, mm-hmm. it was a C, um, well, it was a part time job. Yeah, okay, that's fine. It doesn't change doesn't anything. Change anything. And um, it was seasonal originally, mm-hmm. right? And then it got put back later and later. Okay. Like so, pushed back. But you worked th- you worked there for twelve years continuously. Well, eleven years. Eleven years continuously. Eleven years, yeah. Yeah. So you know, the, just because it's part time does not change anything. You're entitled to uh, severance pay if there's a termination. It sounds like what happened was a constructive termination. Bill, you're going to want to write this uh, number down and follow up with Lior David at the firm. That is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That's the number to call. We'll take a, a quick break. Lots more on the way. We got open phone lines. You want to give us a call. 7.34 here on the Employment Hour on your Monday night. We return, of course, Wednesday at 7 o'clock as well with Lior. In the meantime, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lots of open lines. You have questions to ask uh, Dave Vaughn here. Employment questions, severance questions, all of that stuff. Wrongful dismissals, harassment. We're talking about uh, everything here tonight. And we were talking about uh, how hard it is or how not hard it is to uh, discipline employees and what you got to build up a case before letting them go. So uh, terminating for cause, how difficult is that to do? Courts have called just cause the capital punishment of employment. Right. So uh, as the, that phrase uh, suggests, it's very difficult uh, to terminate employees' employment for just cause and not pay them with any, uh, any severance pay. So you've gone that far. You've really messed up good if they legally can pull that one off, right? Yeah, it, it is very difficult. Um, as we've discussed, it has to be either very serious misconduct or uh, a persistent pattern of misconduct that the employee does not improve, right. uh, does, will, will not fix. Um, so it is very difficult. I can't overemphasize that. You suggested a couple segments ago about uh, you know drafting uh, a disciplinary letter as part of the measures that the employer can do. So what happens when the employer says or employee says, yeah, you know what, I'm I'm not signing that. So if you're an employer, what you should do is um, when you provide the person with a uh, with the letter, you should just um, you shouldn't ask them to necessarily agree with the letter. It, it should just be an acknowledgement of receipt. Okay. So that you can say, look, we did notify the person of it. Right. Um, I mean, in most cases, they're not going to agree um, with the with the wrongdoing. Um, and if they won't, um, they won't sign it right. for whatever reason. Attach it to an email and just confirm the discussion that happened. Right. Um, if you're an employee that's given this letter, uh, it's okay to sign your acknowledgement of receipt. Um, but what you you shouldn't you should make sure you don't do is agree with. The, with the discipline. So likewise, it, attach an email saying, I disagree. I'm acknowledging this, but I disagree with I disagree. Here's why. Yeah. Here's my side of the story. Right. Um, and that's also the time to, uh, to follow up with questions, mm-hmm. to clarify rules, clarify um, you know, the, the standards, policies, right. and ask for assistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it look, it'll look good um, if you are terminated for cause, yet every time they tried to discipline you, you asked yeah. for help. Yeah, you tried to remedy the situation on right. your own, right? Yeah. yeah. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Tony, good evening. Good evening. How are you? Good, pal. What's uh, what's your concern? Uh, I would like to know that um, I'm looking for a transport company, and 
I'm working as a subcontractor. I'm getting paid by corporation, right, under my business name. And does my rights apply the same as a full-time employee working for the company? Great question, Tony. Um, do you work exclusively for this em- company? Yes, I do. I've been working there for the last five years. Five years? You don't earn any other income? Uh, no. No? Um, no. And uh, who... Uh, are you, are you a driver? Yes, I'm a tractor-trailer driver. Okay. Do you own your tractor-trailer? Do you own your truck? No. No? Okay. Um, it sounds like you'd be an employee um, at, at most uh, a dependent contractor. Either way, um, you're going to be entitled to severance pay, the same type of severance pay as an employee. How does that go? Like, a long time working there or how many years? Yeah, so, yeah so you've been there for five years, right? Yeah. And how old are you, Tony? I'm 38. 38 years old. Um, you would probably be entitled to between six and eight months of severance pay. Six or eight months. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you deduct your own taxes or do they do it for you? No, I do my own everything, yeah, yeah. taxes, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, uh, I mean, you and your, uh, the company you work for have clearly agreed that you're, uh, you're a contractor. Um, the law, in terms of employment law, does not care. Um, you oh. would be if you were let go. If your employment is or, or the uh, relationship is terminated, you would be entitled to severance pay as an employee. Six to eight months, you say? Yes. So, have you been let go, Tony, or do you think you're going to be let go? No, 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 no. I'm just writing normal information about in case anything. Yeah, no, it's smart. Yeah. It's yeah. smart. We yeah. encourage that call. Yeah, all right, no problem, Tony. Again, if it, if you ever run into any problems, one eight five five eight two one. 5,900. So what should an employee do if he receives that disciplinary letter and, and tries to correct the behavior? Should they just go along with it and say, though they have to do the disciplinary measures, right? If they're told to, on some sort of plan to correct their... Uh... Yeah, they should. And I, I mean, the first, uh, the obvious one is uh, to, to, to highlight is if you're an employee and you actually are guilty of the misconduct or your performance is uh, poor and you know that, um, you know, improve it. That's the time to improve it, right? But uh, I think in a lot of cases, that's not, not the... Uh, not what's happening, and uh, it does seem like uh, a lot of the disciplinary letters I see or performance improvement plans right. I see are designed by employers um, to maybe start establishing uh, a, a case for cause. So does unjustified discipline ever become a harassment issue that you've seen? Absolutely it can. Um, if uh, And, you know, there's no uh, you know, easy rule to see whether it's right. harassment or yeah. not, but um, if it's happening, you know, every couple of days or every couple of weeks, um, and clearly, um, it's it's vague. Yeah. They really aren't identifying major issues. Um, they're not providing actual solutions or, or ways the person can improve. Um, that's when we would uh, when it, when it could become harassment. Or uh, I've seen somewhere uh, it was a performance issue, um, and it was every week or every two weeks I think it was that the person was given uh, you need to improve your sales. Your sales. Right. How are they going to do that over a two week period of time? I mean, these are. This was a big. Uh, yeah. it, it wasn't quick sales. It was uh, you, you had to put your time in in terms of uh, developing the relationships with the customers. So it wasn't something that could have practically been dealt with in a week or two. It's like the employer was just working on a case to get them out of there at that point, right? Yeah, that's what it yeah. looked like, and that is eventually what happened, right? And then um, when we get to uh, mediation. Um, and when they put their defense in, they relied on that. Look at it. We gave all these uh, all these disciplinary letters. Mm-hmm. 
So. We're going to switch over to the use of social media when we come back from a short break, maybe an answer, an email or two. That is help at employmenthour.com. The number to call us here on air for the remainder of the hour is 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. The Employment Hour continues. Talk Radio AM 640. 744 here on the Employment Hour. Yeah, give us a call. Phone lines are open. We'd love to talk to you for the remainder of the hour till 8 o'clock. A reminder, we're back here Wednesday at 8 o'clock as well. If you haven't checked out Severance Pay Calculator, do it right now. It's a... Excellent tool. Got uh, Joel hanging out in Newmarket. Joel, thanks for uh, for hanging in there. What's your concern? Hi, how you doing? Good, pal. Uh, yeah, I worked for a government agency. Uh, I was a wastewater operator. Uh, there was technical problems with the equipment there or whatever. Anyways, they had a berm in the back in a small town, and the berm was used to take water that couldn't go through the system and mm-hmm. fill it up. I had told them for several months, I have all the documentation, that they had to fix the... Uh, the filter that was there, and they didn't. So we ended up having a spill. Now, the Ministry of Environment came in, and uh, an operator who was at fault can be fined up to $3 million. I was never found to be at fault at all. They fired me for groundhog holes in the berm, which I had informed them about months before, but they ended up firing me because of that. They couldn't fire me for the spill because it was their fault. Uh, so I ended up taking with a union uh, representative and ended up getting a settlement for, uh, you know, not a, a small amount because they did attrition to me so that I eventually had no choice but to take it. But part of the agreement was is that if somebody called or whatever for other employment, they were not supposed to disclose that they had fired me or say anything else. Uh, since then, I haven't been able to get a job. I've even gone as far as a company flying me out to Fort McMurray and then turn around saying I don't have the job. Mm. Um, I believe that they're telling other employers bad things so they won't hire me. And now my license has expired. And since then, I've gone on welfare and everything. I mean, I was accustomed to making good money, and I had the experience. Is there anything I can do at this point? Joel, was the uh, part of the agreement, did, the, did uh, you get a reference letter? Uh, Part of the settlement? Give me a re- I, I, honestly, it's been it's been ten years almost, and I never got nothing from. But I've tried to apply for a lot of jobs, even in small towns where they pretty well accept anyone. Right. And they're just not accepting me. They always come back and say, no, no, we can't hire you. The only thing I can think of is is that they're saying something because uh, on on my uh, resume I have to put them on there because after a certain amount of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you can't, you have to be able to renew your license. So the last time I was able to renew it, it was within the, the borders of time, and now I can't. So it's expired. Now I have to rewrite all the exams and everything. But I, I mean, it's not worth it to me if I can't get a job every time they call, somebody right. calls them to, to hire me, they give a story. Yeah. So what do you think you should do? Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a tough one, uh, right. Joel. Um, what he would have to do is uh, talk to the union, and if they're breaching the, the settlement, right. um, he could have the union enforce that because that's, uh, that's not doesn't sound like that's what he bargained for. So, But again, reiterate every show, you guys cannot get into union matters. We no cannot what, yeah. assist with union matters. Right. Um, if you're a part of a union, um, you, you need to go through the union if you're terminated for cause uh, or right. for any reason or if you have any issues at work. Uh, you have to go through the union. Um, union will protect you in many cases. Hopefully. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sales. The number, get to an email. Again, it is help at employmenthour.com. Matthew says, I showed up to work on Friday, was called into a meeting, and was handed a termination letter. No reason was given for letting me go. And when I asked, nothing was said. I've been with the company for four years, never had any problems. Can they do that? 
Oh yes. Very common, uh, common uh, question is yep. uh, whenever I speak to people, they say, um, you know, they didn't tell me why. They wouldn't yeah. tell me why. I asked, and they couldn't even uh, couldn't even come up with a reason. Right. Um, your employer can terminate your employment um, and does not have to provide a reason. However, they do have to provide you with a severance package. Um, to determine the appropriate severance package, we generally look at four main factors. Mm-hmm. Age, years of service, position, and the availability of similar positions in the marketplace. Right. Um, older you are, longer you've been there, more senior specialized your role, and the more uh, difficult it'll be to replace that role, uh, the greater the severance period. Um, for this, for Matthew's question, uh, with four years of service, uh, it's difficult to say exactly what he'd get um, without knowing his age uh, and position. So he should check out the uh, the severance calculator. But um, it, it probably wouldn't be less than four months, and it's mm-hmm. probably uh, up towards six months. We talked about this, uh, I think, last week when you were in, and that is the fact that yeah, when people first arrive at the office or they call you or Lior, it's it's getting them over that initial shock of why you don't worry about how you let go. They can legally do that. Let's move on to the back end, which is how much severance you're going to get, right? Yeah, and it. I mean, it, it's understandable. Yeah, right? it sucks. You, you've worked somewhere <laughs> Straight for up. you yeah. know five, five, ten years, and all of a sudden they just come into a bring you into a room and mm-hmm. say, uh, "We're letting you go." Say, so "We're not going to pay you anymore." Yeah. Um, you know, you have to go home and tell your family this. Right. Oh, and uh, we're not going to tell you why. Yeah. We don't have to tell you why. Yeah. Uh, it's not fair. Yeah. And uh, but uh, it is get, legal. It is legal, but you do get a severance package. You got proper severance again. Severancepaycalculator dot com. In that regard, before you make that call, that number by the way one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Keep it on you at all times. We got some open lines here at the station. You got about ten minutes to give us a call. You have questions. Dave's here to answer them right up until eight o'clock. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale employment hour talk radio AM six forty. 7.53, got a few minutes here to get a call under the wire. Uh, talk to Dave, maybe uh, answer some questions for you. Yeah, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. James, good evening. Hi, how are you today? Good, what's going on? What's your concern? So the current concern is uh, I was recently just released from my job, and uh, I was earning 60, 65000 a year, yep. and I was there for four years. And what they offered me was... I could leave, leave now, and they'll give me four weeks, but come back as an employee for $32 an hour. Or I could sign the papers and be like leave all outright and give me eight weeks severance. Okay. How old are you, James? <clears throat> 31. And what, uh, what was your job title? Uh, a field project manager. Okay. So the what they offered you was you can take four weeks of pay and then and then also we're going to demote you down to thirty two dollars an hour. That's right. What's your hourly right now? What does it work out to? I I believe it's close to that between thirty two or thirty five dollars an hour. Okay. Oh, they were basically going to switch you from salary to yeah, hourly. But there's no work, so it doesn't make any sense for me. Okay, of course. Yeah, they can. Right. right. So that would uh, that sounds like it'd be a constructive dismissal. Um, so you had no obligation to take that um, offer. Now you're, you're telling me that if you don't accept that, you get eight weeks of pay. Eight weeks, yeah. Seven. Okay, and then um, four years of service, thirty-one years old, project manager. Uh, eight weeks is not going to be good you know, enough. Two months ain't happening. Yeah, it won't be. Um, did you sign a uh, contract of employment ever? Yes. So that's the other thing. So on this um, contract of employment. There was a question on there saying we we don't have we don't need to pay you severance if we ever let you go. Okay. Are they allowed to ask that question or put that down? 
Sorry, it's a question in the termination letter, or is that in your original contract? In the original contract. Okay. So term. So there, uh, in contracts, there are often um, provisions that tr- attempt to uh, limit the uh, amount of severance that the employer has to pay the employee. In most of those cases, um, there are problems with those clauses, and, and they're usually unenforceable. So um, I'd have to review that, obviously, um, to make yeah. a decision on that. But uh, I would like to review it because eight weeks is uh, certainly not enough. Um, given your years of service, age, position, uh, you'd be looking at somewhere between four to six months of pay. Wow. Okay. So it's a pretty right. big difference there. Exactly. Yeah. You're talking tens of thousands of dollars. Right. Exactly. So yeah, James, so- you're going to want to uh, get this number down. It's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five. Eight two one fifty nine hundred because that uh, that paltry sum is is exactly that. It's not what he should be getting for sure. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a fair, uh, very nice deal. Part time job and uh, half the severance. Nice option. Yeah. Got uh, Jordan here writes in again. It's help at employmenthour dot com. Says I was let go after an employee said that I harassed him. This is not true, and the company didn't do any investigation. I was never even asked about it. The company says it has a cause, and that I get no severance. I don't think it's fair. Is it correct? It's a great question, given what yeah. we spoke about today, right. um, which is how difficult it is to establish uh, just cause. Um, I, I find it very common these days where employers, when they want to scare someone they, or they want to try to uh, establish cause, they'll throw out the term harassment yeah. because uh, you know, it's, a, it's a very popular term these days. Yeah. Oh, you're guilty of harassment. We have cause. Don't, don't question us. You're yeah. harassing You're people. bad. Yeah. Um, and uh, based on what, what Jordan's told us, it does not sound like that uh, is fair or would be cause uh, for termination. Uh, you cannot terminate someone's employment and really not even tell them what they're accused of um, or give them an opportunity to uh, to respond and address those issues. So right. um, Jordan uh, is likely entitled to a severance pay, um, and uh, he should give us a call, and uh, we'll, we'll be able to assist him with that. Yeah, Jordan, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. I got Ben in Oakville said, uh, I'd be given a notice of termination, but I would rather get severance. Do I have a choice? Anything I can do? What do you think about that one? Well... It's not really his choice, is it? It's not really his choice. Uh, under the common law, they can give you a notice of termination um, or they can give you severance pay. Or a combination um, of both. Or a right? combination right. of both. Um, under the Employment Standards Act, there is a specific amount, statutory severance pay. Uh, if the um, if you have over five years of service and the mm-hmm. payroll is over $2.5 million, uh, they do have to give you a certain amount, basically a week per year of service. Um, as severance pay, and that can't be uh, working notice. So. Let me squeeze this last one in really yeah. quick. you got about a minute to go here. Scott, quickly, what's your concern? Hey, boss, man. Uh, so I'm working on a business, yep. and it's currently going through uh, new ownership. Um, there's, you know, there's obviously those, those rumors that people are going to come in and, and, and wipe the slate clean, and sure. so we're going to do our own thing. Uh, what, do I have ground to stand on with that? Like, Do I, as an employee, just continue... As it is? Yep. Yeah, continue on, Scott. Um, don't do anything until, uh, you know, if they do let you go, if they come in and they, they want to uh, let people go and they do, um, you know, you should get a fair severance package and you should make sure that by uh, by giving us a call or uh, visiting the severance pay yeah. calculator. Yeah, so don't do anything until then. Until that point comes down, this number, one eight five five eight two one. 5,900, that'll wrap it for a uh, for another Monday night. We're back here 7 o'clock on Wednesday with Lior. Dave Vaughn is your guy today. In the meantime, that number called anytime. You can also go to help at employmenthour.com or severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what you're really owed, what you're really owed as far as severance is concerned. Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640.